Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori, and today we are going to review the upcoming spring and summer trends for 2020. Something a little different for you guys. We like to stay current in what the fashion trends are out there in the wild, so Lori and I figured we would break down the latest and greatest from the runway for all of you. We're going to have to be a bit descriptive since this is a podcast and we can't show you the visuals, so we'll have to just use our imagination here. Okay, friends, let's learn all about this upcoming season's trend. You hear my cat right now? (laughs) It's scratching at the door. Yes, Daniela and I have pets that love to misbehave when we record our podcast. So I just had to take a squeaky toy away from Lulu Marie, who is so fresh. Um, She's moved on. And now who is it? Sophia or? No, it's Marco. He's just scratching at the door. This is real life. Like, this is just life with animals, I guess. Life with animals. Sorry. How's your week been? (laughs) My week has been good. I feel like I was pretty productive this week. And, um... Did a little bit of shopping. I was back to shopping a little bit, which was really fun. And I feel like I'm being much more selective when I'm out in the stores. And um, yeah, just trying to carry over some of my habits from February into March. I haven't, I've had the urge to go shopping, but I haven't had like the urge to go like crazy. And the coronavirus has me a little nervous to go to the bins. And I'm not a paranoid person, even a little bit, but it just seems like, is that really the best choice for me today? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm in the same boat as much as I want to like go out there and shop and, um, you know, whether it's the bins or thrift store, I kind of have to caution myself a little bit because it is running pretty rampant over here on the East Coast. So, I mean, there's a few confirmed cases, but there's lots of people in quarantine. So I just have to be mindful when you're in. Yeah, and I feel so sad. My daughter's senior trip to Italy was just canceled this week. I feel so bad for her. And, um, yeah, it's funny how this is just trickling into so much around us, but I feel like it's going to be good for online shopping. I'm trying to look on the bright side because right. people are going to be home. They're not going to be out. So, you know. know, and it'll be interesting if um, they decide to shut down the state. Like I know Rhode Island and Massachusetts, New York, New Hampshire, like they've all talked mm-hmm. about it. So I think if more cases end up popping around, I, I think it's a possibility that more people will be home. For sure. My, my husband, um, his office in Boston, he was on an emergency call. They have like over 700 people in their office and he and some of the other people who are trying to make decisions on whether or not they're going to have people work from home because, you know, it, it's like six degrees of separation, but somebody was somewhere where someone was infected. And I think like people get really paranoid and, um, and they have to be cautious. So they're, they're looking into making decisions. And Anthony just got home from college for spring break. He's home for a week, but the rumor on the street is that their spring break may potentially get extended for an additional two weeks to just let everybody basically be home. Yeah. you know, cause there's 46,000 students at Penn state. So if they can avoid everybody coming back. Yeah. So it, it will, it's going to be an interesting month and months ahead. We'll see what happens, but yeah. So how that yeah, right. That's okay. <laughs> it's just real life and what's going on. Um, yeah. How have your sales been Lori? I had a pretty strong, um, how have my sales been? I would say, okay. Um, yeah. 
consistent. I've been, you know, making sales every day, although today is Saturday that we're recording and I've countered three offers and I've yet to make a sale. So this would be my potentially my first like sale less and I'm mad at myself. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have countered. But anyways, it's been one of those days. Consistent, not huge, but I have to say since my huge push in February to list, 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 and I definitely took a few days off from listing and I think it's showing up a little bit in my business. Yeah, but it's okay because you've been listing so much, you know, it, it is what it is. You're giving yourself- Oh, I'm totally okay with it. I'm 100% okay with it because I needed a breather, but yeah. it's just the reality of, you know, you, you list often and then you typically have consistent sales. And when you ease up on it and you're not listing or sharing or, you know, I've been focusing a little bit more on YouTube this week because I think that lacked a little bit in February and unfortunately something's got to give. So this week it was a little bit of my closet, but how about you? How are your sales this week, Danielle? My sales have been pretty good. Um, I want to say my average sale price for most of my items, and this is just obviously an average is between like that 45 to $65 range. So I'm really happy with that. Um, That's great. Yeah. I've definitely been since January, really focusing on the items that I'm bringing into my closet and um, really only listing the things that are moving. I'm not venturing off too much into different um, brands or areas unless it's something that I know will sell and will turn around pretty quickly. Uh, a really, you know, interesting thing that has happened to me that I don't, I don't typically find Lululemon. Like it's not something that I typically pick up because either A, it's too expensive or I just can't find it. But I found three Lululemon like tennis skirts last week. I saw that in your closet and we had just talked about it in a recent episode and you're like, oh, I've never found a skirt. And then I looked, I'm like, she found three. Yes, (laughs) I did. I found three and um, two of them are already sold and I have one more left. They, like, I mean, I I sold them pretty quickly. They flipped really fast. So I told you they're like my favorite thing to sell because they, they photograph quickly and they're, they seem to be in high demand, like between 30 and $45. I mean, it's not like you're going to make $75 unless you have a really like, um, rare pattern or style, but yeah, no, it's a real consistent, predictable flip. I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. I was very surprised. I think I sold one for 35 and one for the full asking price of 45. So that was good. Um, definitely a nice flip. And I sold, so here's a fun story for everyone. I sent in uh, a bunch of my St. John items to the real real because they now accept it. And yeah. I had sent over um, this pair of, I can't, um, I can't remember the name of the style, but it was St. John, um, caviar lines. It's a black label. And Mm -hmm. I was just about to go take them down off of Poshmark. Well, put them on the not for sale. And a woman sent me an offer as I was doing it. So I felt awful. I felt I had it. I sent her a really nice message. I was like, Hey, listen, I just sent them off to the real, real, um, if they don't accept them, I'm going to let you know, I'll I'll come back to you. I'll let you know. And and you can, you can purchase them. And she sent me a great offer. I had them listed for, I think, one forty-five, and she sent me an offer for one twenty. So I was no like, devastated. Way, Daniela. Yeah. I was devastated, <sighs> but what are the odds too? What are the odds? Exactly. Well, fast forward two weeks later, the real did send them back to me. I messaged her and she bought them last night. So oh, good. Yeah, it's, a good, it's a good story. Oh, so, that is a good story. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah. So that was a fun little experience. But anyway, oh, out there in the thrift, Lori, are you looking for spring items? Because I know I am. I am. I actually, um, I am not like 
super current on like the fashion stuff. I follow one person on YouTube who does fashion trends um, outside of reselling, like a, like a blogger type of, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, I've definitely been paying attention a little more, but along the same lines of trying to shop with purpose um, post total clear out in February, I'm like, okay, I'm not just going to go and aimlessly shop. Like I need to shop with purpose. So I just, I got the Saks Fifth Avenue fashion book in the mail. And I literally went in like, like I was making a collage for like a fifth grade project and just like (laughs) ripped pages out and pulled out things that were inspiring me, like some neutrals and whites and shades of blue jumpsuit denim-y sort of things and just brought it with me and used it as like a compass. Like I didn't stick to it a hundred percent. I mean, I would have loved to, but I happened to find like Sorel boots for five bucks. So it wasn't spring, but I bought them, you know, things like that. But I mean, I was really trying to stay with some of the trends and it was fun. So I, I'm, I'm definitely on the hunt for some floral and dresses and, you know, spring is fun. Yeah. I, um, I try to get excited to shop for spring and summer, but but it's not fall. It's not fall. Right. It's not fall. And it's not like the nice, pretty sweaters and the cozy stuff. Like I love shopping for sweaters. I love finding those pieces. Um, I think that's because we're from the Northeast. I don't want to like overstate that, but like, I, I think we're used to like those cozy winters and we look forward to the leggings and the sweaters and the cozy boots and that sort of stuff. And I think things flip for more in the fall. Like when you're talking about outerwear and leather boots and jackets, like it's more money. It is. And even in terms of shoes, I feel like I just find better shoes in the fall and winter. I get so excited when I walk into Sabres and I see the boots. Like that is like my happy place. The boots are back out. Yes. You know, like, and when I walk in, I see all the sandals. I'm almost like, all right. You know, I don't look at it the same way and it could be a New England thing. You know, that's, that's very possible. Do you, are you still sourcing like ankle boots? I'm trying to tap the brakes on it, but I'm so still drawn to them. And I feel like they're kind of year round, not tall boots, but like ankle booties. I feel like, especially, you know, we'll, we'll get into different trends and stuff, but I feel like everything I've seen on the runway for spring and summer actually incorporates ankle boots. And if you look on Anthropology's website and stuff, you'll see that a lot of the models are still wearing ankle boots. And now they have different types of ankle boots that are peep toe and they're more springy with all the cutouts and stuff. So I think it's a trend that we'll see year round. So Yes, I'm still picking them up, but I am trying to pump the brakes a little bit with it. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like, Daniela, this is a little bit more your wheelhouse than me. Like, I've done my homework, and I am excited to talk about the spring trends, but I feel like you're more like a runway girl, and I feel like every time I look at a runway piece, I'm like, okay, how can I apply that to real life? Yeah, Um, I've always enjoyed watching the runway shows. My sister and I will sit for hours on end on YouTube together on the TV and we'll just watch Armani and Gucci and Prada and Fendi and we'll go through and we'll watch them all and my mom and grandma enjoy it too so we we watch it together and I've always enjoyed doing it I mean there are a lot of times I sit there and I'm like who in their right mind is going right. to do this right right but the trend yeah. itself is there and you'll see it out in the stores and in the department stores the one thing that I would like to do not to get off topic this year is to go to the department stores that are still around anyways and see what they're putting out there on the shelves and, mm-hmm. uh, and on the racks and, and see if I'm finding those trends that are on the runway in the department stores and then take what I'm seeing in the department stores and apply it to my days that I thrift and see, seeing if I can find similar items. 
Yeah, that was basically my goal this yeah. week in my YouTube video was to take those. I mean, but they weren't like runway. But I mean, it's what I'm assuming Saks Fifth Avenue has on their shelves, you know, right. and I was just kind of trying to duplicate that and almost do like a high low, like this is the, you know, their version, their Vince that they're selling in their store for $295. And this is either a Vince that I found at the thrift or, you know, some other mm -hmm. brand that mocks that look, you know, for so much less. So I, that's kind of a fun challenge and it gives you purpose. I like that. Yeah. So let's dive into the first trend that we are seeing. This is, um, so we've gotten, gathered some of this information from Harper Bazaar, from Vogue, from Glamour, from YouTube videos, and just things that we're seeing out there. So the first trend that we're noticing is something called the disco collar, which I kind of like. I don't know if I would wear it, but um, it's a wide collar that's on coats and jackets and button downs, usually has a contrasting color. So the jacket yeah. might be blue and the collar might be like a stock white color or the jacket might be tan and it'll have a bright yellow collar. Yeah, so the collar like really pops. You want to think like John Travolta, John yes. Travolta, Saturday Night Live. No, like totally like 70s revival look, like yes. the pointed disco collar. Yep, super pointed. It's definitely mm -hmm. like a accentuated accent piece. It's a statement. It's a statement to the jacket. So I think it's super fun. Um, I don't know if I would wear it or how I would wear it if I found a piece like that. Maybe on like a button down. I feel like that would be, it would be nice for work with a blazer. You know, like something. yeah. The look. Um, the one that I saw was Victoria Beckham was wearing like a sharp white disco collar under like um what was it it was like an argyle sweater i mean she, yeah. she could look good in a paper bag but <laughs> it, um it was a really it was like a really sharp professional look and i thought it was you know like you mentioned like i saw a lot of the suits and they were gorgeous but i'm like okay what would somebody just wear to the office in boston and that looked look captured it for me and she was wearing like a pencil skirt with it but it was just like that sharp white sharp collar and um with like a little argyle sweater it was really cute sweater vest it's that whole seventies vibe. I feel like you'll, we're going to see a lot of it in spring and probably summer as well. Um, I feel like there's a lot of seventies and a lot of nineties. Like it's an interesting mix of trends that we're seeing. I agree. I feel like the nineties I'm seeing a lot in the streetwear, yeah. And then the seventies is more like the bohemian, the, the YouTuber that I watched, um, who was referencing the bohemian kind of vibe in the seventies revival. She was, she was saying, that she was looking at it um, from like a political point where there was like a lot of uncertainty in politics and people were just turning inward and kind of finding their inner hippie. And then that, that was coming through in style this summer. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but, um, but I, but I will say like, even like one of the other trends that is coming up is the, the not your grandmother's crochet. Like, I feel like that is, super boho super hippie that can tie in with the 70s even though it's not the pointed collar right it's, in, it's a contrast sort of a look but it's still that 70s vibe you know and i almost feel it's a i almost feel like it's a little bit of 90s too like some of the color schemes and the way they there's the, the way they are designing them it's almost like a mix of the two eras put together so the not your grandmother's crochet is um just really embracing handmade items and sustainability, which I think is awesome, considering that most of you that are listening are resellers, and that's one of the goals that we have as a reseller is to focus on sustainability and saving the environment and you know all of that stuff. So to see this come out on the runway is, I think it's cool. I think they're taking a different approach and look to what fashion means in today's world. 
Yes. And I think a lot of the big brands like Gucci was talking about what their styles, like in the production of, I don't know if it was a certain line that they wanted it to be carbon neutral so that they're not leaving a carbon footprint with, you know, what it took to design these pieces. And um, a lot of the high end runway shows were focusing on sustainability in, in some aspect of, because I think they're realizing the damage that fashion is doing to the environment. And I think some of the higher end designers are looking to take some responsibility and that's coming through in their fashion. Yeah. And I know there's some brands out there. I can't think of any on top of my head right now, but they're actually doing lines that are called like recycled lines. So they're taking recycled materials and they're creating um, different pieces. And there was actually a show on Netflix. Of course, I can't think of it right now. I don't know, but it's like a fashion show that I watch. I can't think of it at the moment, but um, they actually had a whole segment on recycled um, goods and how to make it into a dress, a pants, you know, whatever it is. So you're definitely noticing that we are definitely noticing this trend within the fashion world and, you know, knit dresses and knit pants and knit skirts are great. Um, I don't necessarily think I'll wear them, but I will pick them up if I see them at the thrift store. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I look at some of these dresses, I think, how would this look on my 18-year-old daughter? And how would it look on me? And they're very two different answers. Yes. You know, so sometimes this fashion is like geared towards a certain generation or whatever. But like, you know, I think in terms of like the knit, like, yeah, very pretty. I don't know that I could wear like a knit dress unless it was very A-line and like boxy for me because it would just, I think, hug the wrong places. But um, I feel like the knit stuff is very straight. Like it's very, um, I don't know, form fitting almost. Like yeah, it's that, not, that, that's um, my point. Yeah, it's not. That's not very forgiving. It's not very not forgiving. forgiving. Yes, it's definitely not forgiving. It's definitely something you'll probably see during festival season, though. I bet for we'll sure. Probably. It's again, it's very bohemian vibe. Like I can picture free people coming out with some of the the knitwear and the the one dress that I thought was really cool was a Fendi dress that I saw and it looked like zigzag. It very much reminded me of Missoni. And then yeah. the hem was literally like fringe like you would see on an afghan that your grandmother yes but it was a line and it was kind of cool i liked it it wasn't like the crocheted i've seen a lot of the sweaters with like the crocheted blocks like the squares that yep. like the afghan squares sweaters yep. i've seen a lot of that um but yeah let's move on from that one <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the next one, also something that you'll never catch me in, but hot pants. <laughs> hot pants are making a comeback, guys. They were once a thing and they're a thing again. Hmm. I feel like there's always something, whether it's like the Daisy Dukes or, you know, the mini skirts. There's always something in fashion for legs and for yeah. showing off legs. So yeah, the hot pants... So the hot pants are knit shorts or denim cutoffs are kind of like the top things that we're that you're seeing out there. But the interesting thing about the hot pants this season, um, compared to other seasons, as is, is that different designers like Chanel paired the hot pants with tights, which was interesting to me. So yes. it's a different vibe of hot pants. I can maybe I can get behind that if I wear a pair. You can of probably pants. get behind that. Like yeah. when I was thinking of the hot pants, I was thinking of like Rachel from. Um, you know, when she would work at the cafe and she would wear like the shorts with nylons and heels, you know what I mean? Right. And that was, and somebody also referenced on the other extreme because Bermuda shorts are also 
big this year. So you're going from like your bum hanging out of the back of the shorts <laughs> to, you know, your yep. knees being covered. And what they referenced with the knees was they put a picture up of Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. And she had like high-waisted, um, like almost like paper bag or pleated shorts, um, Bermuda shorts to her knees with a blazer. And then she had tights or nylons with yeah. it. And like that was her look. And they're like, this look is back big. So yeah. yeah, interesting. the hot pants, I guess I'm more of a Bermuda girl. I'm actually neither. I'm not a big fan of shorts. I, I don't mean, like shorts. Um, but I guess if I had to pick, um, I would go with the longer length, you know, yes, me too. the longer, the better. But the cool thing about the hot pants is the way they're styling them besides with the tights would be with knee high boots instead of ankle mm -hmm. boots or mm -hmm. a pump. So I think we're going to see the boot in general, that it's going to be sticking around for spring. Yep. It's going to be a year round thing and I can get behind that. That's cool. And I actually love the idea of the tights with stuff. I mean, I, for one, like, I feel like we've had like a decade where people were, you know, doing formal wear without tights and um, just the naked leg, which can be really beautiful in instances. And then sometimes like I feel now, sometimes when I put on nylons, I'm like, does this date me? Does this just make me look older? Because this is what I wore in the nineties, you know, um, now the nineties are coming back and maybe nylons are too. And, or tights, or do I sound old just by saying No, that? you don't sound old because <laughs> I, I have started wearing nylons again to work. And I went a long period of time when I was teaching that I didn't wear them. But I want to say like this, starting last year, maybe like the middle to end of last year, I started wearing them again. So, but I am noticing it a lot more in the office as well. So I that think people are seeing, I haven't been in an office in two decades, so I don't really know what people are wearing, but I do know that when the trend shifted and this is totally off topic, but not really, but you know, for years it was like everybody wore their black heels with just about any dress. And I feel like the past 10 years, it's been like nude heels. So you're not going to wear like a nude, like that's where when black nylons, I feel like left the scene because people were going with like a naked leg and right. nude heels. Um, so I don't know where nude heels fall now. I think they're pretty standard still. I love mine because I feel like they just elongate my legs. So that was something I liked. I hope that sticks around for a bit. Yeah, I think the nudes, um, and I, I don't think we really touch upon it too much in this episode. Not but, in this episode, no. Um, but the nudes are still a thing. Like just because we're mentioning all these other aspects of what's on the runway, there is still a ton of blush and neutral tones that are out there. And every brand kind of focuses on different things. So like when you look at Chanel, you see a lot of blacks, whites, tweeds, like those are their signature colors. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you'll ever see brands stray away from their signature looks. Um, no, in fact, that was a trend that I did read about Daniela. It's not in our notes, but it was that designers are going back to their signature look and they, um, kind of this whole, like, just back to basics when, when things feel chaotic in the world. And that was one of the things they said that, you know, designers were going back to their roots. So your Chanel was, I don't know if they're just bringing out more tweed suits than usual. And they think Yves Saint Laurent was like suits. And they were just talking about how people were going back to their roots a lot this year with their fashion. To back to the basics, back to what they're known for, their signature right. look. And I think to kind of circle back to what we were saying before about sustainability, I think also um, minimalism is a is a trend that you're going to see in a lot of these higher end brands. And I think the mall brands are going to follow suit. Having those signature staple pieces in your closet 
that you can use year round and incorporate it and create different looks with the staple pieces. I think you're going to see a lot of that in the fashion world and the blogger world. On well, and when you think minimalism, then you think neutrals too. So that's, I think, yeah. where the neutrals come in, like an Everlane, you know, yeah. like they are just very basic neutrals, staple pieces. Right. I think you're going to see a lot of that. And that's kind of where I fall in my own fashion trends. I like the neutrals. I prefer that minimalistic, like I can wear this silk button up with 10 different types of bottoms, you know, like that's kind of how I, I look at my wardrobe. So uh, I like that these higher end fashion brands are kind of following that route. And it's not just the brands that are more sustainable, like um, the ones that focus on organic cottons and, and linens. And, you know, you're seeing it across the board now. Yeah, I definitely think that that is, we are going in that direction. Anything that's sustainable is kind of like a hot, like it's a trendy thing right now, even though it's, it's a great trend. I hope it doesn't go away, but yeah, I think even with the high end fashion, they're definitely taking that on. All right. The next one, Lori, neon colors. Okay, well, this is this is where your 80s girl is going to just be totally fine with this. I think of, like, Jane Fonda when I think of neon colors. Like, wake me up before you go-go, Daniela. <laughs> yeah, Give me a neon green terry cloth headband that I can wear I know. when I go watch flash dance. Yes, you can. No. So the <laughs> vibrant shades, especially neon green, you're going to see a lot of neon green, neon orange. Those two tones seem to be everywhere on the runway. Even like the, so they're calling it like highlighter colors, the green, mm. the, color, the pink, like those mm. are the shades you're going to see, but they're being worn with a lot of black and tan. So they're taking the neon piece to be like the um, this, like, I don't know, how, how would you even say well, that? Well, kind of the statement part yeah, of the outfit. The statement, right. Yeah. And then you have the neutral tone to balance it out kind of thing. So yeah, I love, I love me some fluorescent pink and black. <laughs> I do. I like hot pink. So I'm all about a neon pink. I don't know. If that could be the Italian in us. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if that's Northeast or just like the little guineas from the Northeast. I don't know. I know. I, I I love the neon pink with the black. That's like something I, I love that in love high it. school or when I left high school and was going to the club. Like these those are the things I wore. So I'm okay with it. You'll you won't catch me in green or yellow because it just doesn't go with my complexion, but you will catch me in, in bright pink. One of my most favorite outfits, and I have a terrible memory, but I remember it was New Year's Eve, 1989. I was dating Jay. We went to this big rager at this nice house in town, this big New Year's <laughs> Eve party. And I was so proud of my outfit. And I had that green. It was somewhere between green and yellow, neon, um, like Angora or like mohair sweater with like a black leather mini skirt, black like tights with flats or something, but it was the neon and leather. And I thought I looked really great that night. And you probably did. So I felt really cute. I felt really cute. And that was like, that was like 1989. And I loved that outfit. But when I think of neon, I think more summer. I'm going to have a hard, I don't like wearing yeah. neon when I'm pale. I feel like it's nice when you have a little, when you little sun kissed and you have that tan going in the summer. Love That's also neon. the Italian in you, so. True, I'm sorry, that is so true. I also have a terrible memory about neon because my mother was a like a 
terrified mom on the beach. And when I was young, she put me in a neon yellow bathing suit <laughs> when it wasn't popular so that she could spot me on the beach at all times. And I remember tears because she made me wear this neon. And then, so that must have been more like younger, like grade school before I thought it was cool. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but you will see not only in tops, will you see the neon colors and probably dresses, but you will see that in accessories as well. So you could have a neutral outfit and then have like a neon purse or the pop of color neon on your shoes or maybe a headband or something. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the outfit itself. It can be the accessories associated with the outfit. So and I think those are great. That That's a great take on it for people who are more classic like yourself who don't, you know, or people who just want the neutrality of it, but they can take a risk on like a $15 pair of earrings and just have it fun for the summer, you know, or that season and not have to really commit to financially to a big piece. Yeah. One of my favorite outfits for work that I have in my closet is I, um, black pair of, um, trousers. I, it's a black bodysuit that I have. And then my neon hot pink J crew blazer. Like that is my favorite summer outfit that I wear to work. Cause it's I have so cute. Oh, right. It's super adorable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that. Wear black heels because I'm boring or black flats. One or the other, I could do nude, I guess with it too, but I almost feel like it would throw off the whole black and hot pink vibe, but I could do nude. Nude would work. Yeah. I like the black. I mean, go with it. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, I like it. So yeah. So, um, I think we're going to see a lot of it. And we're seeing a lot of the neon also in flowy dresses, which is another trend, like with big, you know, either big floral prints um, in the neon in flowy, very feminine touches. Um, a lot of the bohemian style maxi dress. Um, I feel like that's a big, like Valentino had one in particular where it was this neon green um, maxi and it was almost like a sheer look to it but it was very bohemian like it had the ruffle prairie look on the bottom but it had the big sleeve it almost incorporated all these different trends for spring into one piece cool yeah it was really neat very very neat all right our next one here here? this next one is interesting where was i i lost my space okay gotcha some things you're going to see more in the summer. You might see it in spring, but they're definitely um, showing more summer looks with these next few areas. And this first one is bra accentuation. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I did see a whole segment on that online with just, you know, again, this gets back to who's wearing this. Right. Um, you know, just, just like in general, not just bras, but like I said, like lingerie. I think in 2019, we saw a lot of like, you know, like slip dresses and slip skirts. I actually just sold a vintage Christian Dior slip skirt um, with like lace detail. And I marketed it as a skirt based on, you know, things that I had seen in trends. And I sold a couple slip skirts this year. Um, I almost feel like, so I'm actually looking at a video right now of the bra accentuation. And I almost feel like it's more of like bikini tops with skirts. That's what it almost looks like. Yes, absolutely. That's what I saw too. Like bikini top. Almost like when you're on the beach and you throw on a skirt to go yeah. grab, you know, an iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, it's like they have the skirt and then just like a bra, like a embellished um, or just like, and you saw, I saw some of that like crocheted even look looking bras that go yeah. like on the more 
bohemian line. Um, but I also feel like if you want to take it down to like how you could incorporate it, like say you're going out to dinner or whatever, um, I myself would not be showing any midriff and, um, but you know, like you could, you could always wear like a bralette or something with a blazer over it and button the blazer. So it's, it's, it's more just like cleavage, but you see it, but it's just a little more down to earth, I guess. I think another way that you could wear it is if you had like a sheer um, top, maybe a black sheer top, either long sleeve, short sleeve, however, and then you did like a black or white bralette that was that's a great idea classy looking right and then you could either have the blazer or something over it i feel like that is a little more modest but still following that bra look and yeah out there. i have in my closet right now that neon yellowy green sheer tunic from free people it doesn't yeah. feel very free people and i got it at a yard sale last spring and it's been sitting so maybe that will move this year but it's th it's that look it's all sheer and I think there's a panel on the bottom that is not sheer, but the whole upper part, and it's got, it's like a button up with a collar, oversized, sheer, and that would look great with a bralette underneath it. And it would check two boxes because you'd get the exposed bra and you'd get the neon. <laughs> very, very interesting trend. I don't even know when, when in the past we've seen this. I feel like there was some early 2000s and late 90s maybe where this was a thing. Um, I feel like a Madonna in Vogue. Madonna, like, yes. Madonna. Yeah, like she, yeah, she wore the blazer with the bra underneath. I feel like that, like Gwen Stefani look, you know? Yeah. It's, it's an interesting look, and I think that you'll see it a lot, again, in festival season, because it is a very festival-type look. Um, and, who, you know, and if you're brave and, and confident enough to pull it out in the streets, more power to you. I will not be doing that, but... I mean, I, I don't know. Some of these styles, I, I struggle with this stuff sometimes for that exact reason. Like, are we going to be in Copley Plaza in, you know, <laughs> at Starbucks and someone's just like walking up to the register in a bra, like as an outfit? I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I feel know. like even if you have the body to do it, is that like, I, I don't know, like you said, more power to you. But I, but I do think these are just like elements. So, you know, you see yeah. it you can use it with other things like with, with a blazer under a sheer top. I mean, I remember when it was a full par to have your bra strap show under yes. a top. Yes. And, and now it's like, you know, you buy the bra to show under a top and, and that's, and that, that's been something that has evolved through the years. You've never wanted like to show your bra strap through your top before. I know. I still get self-conscious when I wear things for work and you can kind of see it. I'm like, Oh God, is this bad? Like, is someone going to say something to me, you know, but it's not, it's not looked at the same way as it used to be. But it's really not. It also depends on the bra you're wearing, as long as it's kind of like a fun bra and it's like meant to be seen, you know, bras are different, but. I think there are three places you might see, three cities where you might see this bra trend. LA is going to be one of them. You're definitely going to see it in LA. I would think so. You're going to see Miami. it in Miami. I think you're going to see it big time in Miami. Yeah. And New York. Fun. You're definitely going to see it in New York too. You think New York? I think so. I think yeah, maybe. I think you're gonna see it in those places where fashion, like the streetwear fashion, is huge. So think of, I mean, the heart of the city, really. I think you're yeah. gonna see those younger, younger girls, younger, younger. I can picture them like out at night, you know, like maybe yeah. not to work, but I can picture it. Yes. For fun. Um, there is one that I didn't add on here, Lori, that I that I think is is really pretty, and I think it goes along the bohemian. Uh, trends are the tiered skirts. 
Yes, I saw that. I, I saw think that. It's so pretty. I would wear that in a heartbeat. It just makes me think of like Cinderella. Just the it's just layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and yes. tears. Yes, and that also goes back. I think that ties in with the flowy dresses too. I mean, but just they had tears on the arms and tears in this bodice and the skirt and just there seems to be a real um snapback to feminine clothing. Yeah, and I I love that. I It's really pretty love that. I think it's so pretty. It's very elegant. I love anything like that. The other thing that I think is really neat that it's making a comeback and it is very eighties, but the puff sleeve. And I Mm -hmm. think the puff sleeve is not only going to be at the shoulders, you're going to see it down the arm as well at the elbows, at the wrists. It's kind of going to be all over the place. It's not just a traditional eighties shoulder sleeve. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Right. No, I feel like um, the, the things that I, but again, this was the stuff that I was looking at on runway were much more pronounced, almost remind me of like Seinfeld in the artist shirt with like the white puffy sleeves, right. um, <laughs> if you remember that episode. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was puff, puffy is, but I, I remember it as, you know, the eighties where it was just like the puff at the shoulder. I think of the wedding dresses. That's what pops into my head. The puff. Yes wedding dresses with the high neck yes high neck oh high neck is definitely big too it mm-hmm. might not be like a, a a trend necessarily for the spring and summer but it is definitely a trend that's been around and I think we'll stay around for a while yeah puff sleeve okay. what do we have next here next I know week. do we want to say more about puff sleeves uh, I mean they're pretty self-explanatory I guess I mean they're they're kind of they're just, you, when, when you see a puff sleeve, I mean, it's pretty evident what it looks like, right? It's puffed up. Sometimes it's got a shoulder pad associated with it. It accentuates the shoulders. And then one the puff sleeve that's at the elbow just accentuates that part of the arm. It kind of looks like it's divided into two pieces. Um, there's also yeah. some, I'm sorry, there's also some sleeves that are puffed at the shoulder, at the elbow, and at the wrist. So it's giving it a little bit more of a bohemian look to it. So, I mean, I, I feel like it's, I don't know if I have much else to say about a puff sleeve. Well, all I wanted to add was that one of the nice things about a puff sleeves is it, it can be a flattering look. So if your shoulders have the puff or like the padded shoulders, um, sometimes, you know, it makes your waist look smaller. So you can use it to give that illusion to use it to your advantage from a flattering standpoint. So the, the puff, you know, depending where it's placed. Um, you know, the bigger the puff on the shoulders, the smaller the waist can look. So you can use it to your advantage that way. I guess it kind of goes with the whole concept of a corset, right? Yes. It puffs you up on top and the bust, and then it makes your waist look smaller. Kind of the same. All right. This next I'm going to go get myself some puff sleeves. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the puff sleeve and the next thing we're going to talk about are really going to help us out, Lori. And it's drawstrings right at the waist, which I love. Give me a good drawstring on a romper, on anything, a jacket, a top. Accentuate my waist, and we are good to go. You'll never know I'm plus size. 
Never. That's great. I don't have a small waist. So I am. So when I do like a drawstring or a belt, it's like an inch below my boobs. Like I go <laughs> way high because I don't have a small waist. I like to accentuate my legs. So I like the tunic look like so yeah. loose and then like, you know, leggings and boots or something like that. That's more my look. So when I do do a drawstring, I go very high waist, but high waist is in. So maybe I might be able to get away with it as long as it's high. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the drawstring is something that's always been around, but we're seeing it more in these warmer months ahead. And they're just, you're seeing it on a short, on a jacket, on the romper. There's a big time uh, drawstring look going on with rompers and dresses. So it just gives you that small waist look, which is what a lot of people are trying to accomplish when they're yeah. in fashion. So. so a small waist and then padded shoulders and, yeah. you know. <laughs> what a look. Where um, we go. There we go. This next one I thought was interesting because I typically associate it with the fall and winter, but apparently leather is going to be a thing in spring and summer, specifically metallic leather. So that's interesting to me. Did you find yeah, that when, um, I Well, so I saw leather, but I didn't see the metallic leather. leather. They were calling it spring leather. And it looked like um, brighter colors in like a leather trench coat. So big pieces um, to like pull something together. I saw a lot of coats and they were calling it spring leather. So it looked lighter. It wasn't like the heavy blacks and browns. It was just like a, a lighter take on it, but not blazers, more like trench coat styles, like larger coats yeah, is what I, I thought. And some skirts. Yeah. And you know, I like leather, so I'm okay with it being a spring and summer thing, but I'm just thinking like here it gets so humid. Do I want to mm. wear leather when it's humid out? Yeah. I don't know how practical this is. I mean, I, I love, I actually love, I love silver metallic leather, like in a bag in the summer. Yes. yes. Yeah, I love that. Or, or something that has like the, like a speckle through it, like a silver speckle. I love like the metallic. And um, I saw, I was out thrifting this week and I saw a helmet laying moto jacket. That's one of my, one of my YouTube followers said, Oh, you can get that out with X, Y, and Z. I'm like, I think I need to go back and get it. Cause I passed on it. Cause it was, it was oh, a I white jacket with like a cream colored leather accent, moto jacket, helmet laying. It was beautiful, but it had like a lot of yellow staining around the collar and it was $15, but now I can't stop thinking about it because I have a tip on how to get the stains out. But like that is a very pretty spring look, I thought. Beautiful. That, is. Beautiful. that is. I think the lighter colored leather jackets will be great for spring. I'm just thinking like if this transitions into summer, like they're saying, I don't know how practical it is for us New Englanders who live in more humid climates. Like it's not just, hot. it's hot. I don't think it's practical at all. The way that I would look at it would be like exactly as it was used in that helmet laying jacket is for accents. So maybe it's accented on the shoulders or I just got a pair of, um, what were they? Uh, rag and bone. They were like army green, very light denim. And then they had like suede patches um, at the knee, like above the knee and mm -hmm. like accent on the pocket. So I really love the leather accenting, but maybe not all leather because that just seems like a little heavy going into the humid summers here. 
Yeah, I found a piece today, actually. It's an Eileen Fisher. Um, it's merino wool, but it's a very lightweight merino wool. Like, it's not heavy. Um, and it's got a leather trim collar. And it's got a, it's almost a pointed, like, disco type collar. And yeah. it's full zip. And it's asymmetrical. And it's got the little shoulder um, accents with the leather trim as well. It's super cute. Ooh, it uh, sounds adorable. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. Just listed in my closet, in case you want to check it out. Um, check it out. Ivy and blush. Yeah, right. Give it a look. Um, <laughs> but it was, it's a piece, apparently it retailed for like over $500. But, uh, but I mean, Eileen Fisher prices are are crazy when you look at retail prices of them, but that's yes. But I, I am looking for those accent leather pieces, you know, just that little bit of leather incorporated with them because I think it's pretty, but I think like for me personally, if I'm going to do metallic leather, I'm going to do it in the handbag, a wristlet, a clutch or shoes. Like that's what I'm going to do it as. Yeah. So I found a pair of shoes last night that I am so obsessed with and they were $4 and 50 cents at Savers. No, they're size 40 and I would never in a million years oh, wear so them. Oh, so they fit me. Perfect. But they are art. Um, they're Giuseppe Zanotti design. Oh, I saw those. Yes, yes, yes. They're crazy, but they're white leather, peep toe, stiletto, and they, it's like an ankle, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's on my Instagram, but they are like $1,300 shoes and they, it's all studded um, silver. Like, I mean, these are like very extreme, like this is going to take a very special buyer, but the comps are crazy, but they're all in line with these summer trends with the leather and the silver and the peep toe and the white crisp, like just, they are stunning, but it is going to take a very special buyer. But so I have yeah. a question for you. Are you going to sell those yourself? Or are you going to send them in? So I have them listed now for three seventy five, and if if you look at the comps, they're they're actually totally fairly priced. Like I priced my Rothy's high to the point where I was like, oh, I feel kind of guilty pricing these this high. These I feel very confident about my pricing, but I'm just gonna see. Um, I'm just gonna let them sit for a little bit, and then I think I'm I think I'm not gonna send them out this week with the real real box that I have. But I think that maybe I'll send them out next month if they don't sell because I felt like the comps on Poshmark were actually better than the real, real comps. Oh, you, I was just going to say, did you look at the comps on the real, real to see what they were like? I did, but I feel like these shoes are just so unique that, um, you know, when I type in like ankle, leather, studded, um, heel or whatever. Have, do they have a very, style name? What, hum? Do they have a style name to them? No, not that I saw. I mean, they had like a style number and I Googled it and I, I came up empty um, hmm. and handed, but... Um, but anyway, so I'm going to try them myself only because they had, you know, the comps on um, Poshmark were anywhere from like, there were a couple like in the 1,700 range, but those were new with tag. Um, and then, you know, all the way down to 75, but there were a ton in that like two to $400 range. So I'm like, what the heck? I'm just going to try them and see. Well, I'm looking right now and the more unique the boot is, it looks like the higher the real, real price is than that but you're right about where they would price it anyway. Yeah. And I mean, I would, I would definitely put these into the extremely unique category. I would put it on eBay and tradesy. That's what I would do. I put it on eBay. The reason I hesitate to um, send it to the real real is because I don't, there's like a little bit of like a teeny tiny bit of scuffing on the um, like the inside part where your foot goes like, yeah just on the side, but I'm like, do they have to be perfect for the real real? I feel like they do. Um, 
I feel like with certain brands, they let certain things slide. Like I've sent them Prada shoes before that had a little bit of scuffing and it was, I mean, not super noticeable, but it was noticeable enough and they still took them and listed them. And then there were times that they don't. So I think it just depends on who's grabbing your stuff, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. And I do think Tracy, Tracy would be a great spot for these. So they're on Poshmark and eBay right now, and I could definitely list them on Tradesy and I'll see how they do for a month and, um, and then maybe send them out. I just think they're so pretty. I just, they're like artwork. They're nothing I would ever wear in a million years, but they are phenomenal. Yeah, they, they, they looked really nice when I saw them today. All right, moving on from the metallic leather. Um, torso ruching, which I, I feel like was something that was big when I was in high school with my prom dresses. Like, I feel like ruching was a big thing. Yeah, I feel like ruching is just like another one of these styles that's meant to flatter a figure. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's meant for, you'll see it, I shouldn't say it's meant for, you will see it typically in a lot of plus size um, a curvy, I should say, the curvy ladies. Yeah. Um, a lot of their clothing, my clothing, because I, I am curvy and I am plus size myself. So um, you will see a lot of that there. I like it in dresses more than like a top. And yes. Well, again, depending on how your body is. But I mean, yes, I feel like ruching can, I, I also feel like it, it's in line with like a wrap dress. It kind of just gives the illusion. Um, and it, you know, instead of something being a clingy fabric that's flat and shows every bump and curve that you may not want if you're not wearing Spanx or something, I feel like ruching just like is something that kind of hides some sins there. So I'm a fan. I don't wear it a ton because I don't wear a lot of stuff tight around my waist. But, um, but again, I think it's along the same lines as the drawstring where it can, it can minimize your waist and, and accentuate the good stuff. Yeah, so this is the last of our trends that we're going to talk about today. There's so many more, like polka dots, and I mean, there's just a lot. We could keep going and going for hours and hours and all the trends that are out there, but these are the ones that um, we're noticing a lot of across the board within all the designers that we've looked at, and they're definitely things that I think personally we could find out in the wilds, you know, things that we can find when we're source sourcing, whether it's a vintage piece or maybe a more modern piece that someone donated that they wore a few times and, you know, they didn't want anymore. I mean, what are your yeah, thoughts? And, yeah. I was just going to say that I would encourage anybody. I mean, I assume 95% of the people listening to our podcast, um, 95% of you are resellers and I really had fun pulling from the catalog, I found like a really cute denim jumpsuit that I don't know that I would have picked up if I didn't go there with those trends in mind. So maybe it's something that Daniela and I mentioned today, or maybe it's something that you saw on a blog or on the on a runway show or in a catalog that inspires you. Grab an anthropology catalog and go shopping with it. And sometimes it's just really fun to shop with intention and. Um, you you're just shopping with a different eye and I think that you could definitely find so many of these trends that are out there and some of them may may be from the 90s or the 80s and then all of a sudden they're current and they're relevant and you you style them a little bit differently and all of a sudden they're like right on trend so I don't know I think it's fun like I'm the type of person like I can't always like pull something out of thin air but when I see it and I know that I like it, I can duplicate it or I can run with it. So sometimes it just takes a little bit of inspiration to then go and run with something. So I would encourage everyone to just find this, 
find the spring and summer trends that you love that you can picture in your closet or on your eBay store and go for it and just, just see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I think using all of these things we've talked about and looking at different blogs and, and catalogs out there, use it for inspiration, just like maybe make a vision board with it or something, you know, or just rip them out like Lori did and take them with you while you're sourcing just to get an idea of like what colors you should be looking for for the upcoming season or maybe you'll see something that's a vintage piece but it's really similar to some modern pieces out there you know it just it'll just spark different types of ideas um, yeah and I think it's like anything like we've said before like just because we said it or if it's a trend that we like you may not like it like somebody listening to us may be obsessed with that crochet look that we're not like too inspired by but so right. you go for like what works for you and in your closet and with your clients and what you know your buyer is looking for. Um, and if you're not sure, if you're newer, then then you might want to try something different. But yeah, there, there's definitely something for everybody out there. Are there any trends that we talked about, Lori, or maybe we didn't talk about that you've seen that you really like? Um, I don't know. I don't know that there's anything that I've missed. I don't know. And I can't think of anything. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I like, I've always loved polka dots. So I know that's big, um, throughout the, the next two seasons. So, I mean, I wear polka dots all the time, whether it's in or not, I don't care. I love polka dots. Um, love it. uh, the, the one thing that I think I'm excited to see how brands will incorporate in it is the disco collar only because I think of like business professional type outfits and I think it'll look really nice in the office. So, I'm on the hunt to find a blazer that has that disco collar for myself. That's definitely on my list of something that I want for myself. That's really fun. Yeah, that's really fun. One of the things, okay, I guess I do have something. I've been really into floral patterns lately. Oh, I love and, floral patterns. And I don't really consider myself like a feminine dresser. I am in black all the time. I, it's amazing that I sell fashion because I just live <laughs> in like black and I love it and own it. And it's kind of my thing. Um, which is where my tagline comes in. Thrifted is the new black because I just love black. But, um, but I have been really drawn to floral patterns and usually the background is black with like some muted tones, but I, I have liked a lot of the, the bright colors and I've been, I've been shopping for myself and getting more like feminine blouses and because I don't like to wear black for like my YouTube channel. Like when I do videos, it's just not super like fun to look at. So I've been um, purposely looking for some floral patterns and that's been fun. Like, so floral, floral and feminine, I've been enjoying that. Yeah, I think florals are so fun and they're just delicate, right? They're very girly, but, in, but they can also be very um, posh, right? Like you, it depends on how- Strong, yeah, absolutely. It just depends on how you outfit it. Yeah. All right, guys, it's time for our take it or leave it segment. Take it or leave it. Yep. I need a jingle for this. I'm working on that. We do. We need to create a jingle and then incorporate it. Yes. <laughs> I'll just press play on my computer in the yeah. background. Something fun. Right. Okay, today we're talking about handbags, everybody. Yeah. I love handbags. I love them, but these brands. I mean, I this know. is- I made it hard. I made it hard yeah. on purpose. Look at yeah. These, these brands are not meant to, to um, make you get excited necessarily. They're like, you know, what are we going to do about this? Okay. So number one, Vera Bradley. Um, okay. If I find Vera Bradley at the bins and it's cute, I'll grab it knowing that it's not going to sell for more than like 25, 30 bucks. If that otherwise big X for me, not grabbing it. 
I just feel like Vera Bradley like literally clashes with everything in my closet. Like even even as somebody who wears black all the time, I should be able to wear patterned bags. Um, I went through a small Vera Bradley phase in my life, but um, it was very short lived. And yeah, the, the the teenagers like it. For years, Angelina liked the backpacks. Um, yeah. I pass I mean, on it. You were cool. If you had a Vera Bradley backpack when I was in high school, you were like the be all end all. You know, they're freaking expensive. I bought one for my daughter. It was like $98 and it broke after a year. And oh, I contacted the company and they would not replace it because I bought it at the paper store, which is like a store around here. Yeah. And um, Vera Bradley wouldn't replace it. And I said like, never again, especially when you do find it at the bin so cheap because it's light. So yeah, if it's in really good shape, I don't like um, a lot of their smaller pieces, but I do like their... Um, you know, travel bags or overnight bags. I don't find a lot of those, but I think because it's like such a light fabric, it's a nice overnight bag because it doesn't get too heavy. Um, and, and sometimes it just comes down to the pattern. Sometimes I just can't stomach the pattern. So I'll pass on it a lot, but it is very light at the bin. So if it's in good shape, it's pretty much exclusively bins purchase. And even at that, it's probably like 25% of the time I'd get it at the bins. Yeah, I, I pick up a lot of like the messenger bags. When I was in college, I had a Vera Bradley messenger bag. So, and I sold mine. And I, I sold it, I think I sold it for like $30, $40 cause it was in really good condition. But I feel like those bigger totes, backpacks, messenger bag, like along those lines, that typically sells better for Vera Bradley if you pick it up. Maybe yeah, it sells for you. I don't know, it doesn't sell well for me. So it's a no. Yeah, it doesn't sell great for me either. I'm sure people have a lot, a lot. You know, if people are very Bradley seller, and they have it in their closet and their buyer knows that and they can come back and it's in their closet all the time. I don't sell a lot of it. So I don't think, I don't think that's really the profile of many of my customers. Yeah. All right. The next one is fossil. Do you pick up fossil, Lori? I do. Um, I actually, when we went to Maine, Daniela, I picked up a fossil bag that I'm, that I dropped off at the consignment store because it wasn't, it wasn't the typical fossil style that I like. It felt a little dated. Um, it was just like a plain, like black with like contrast stitching. It was a crossbody, but it just wasn't, it wasn't like very um, current, I guess. But I typically like, I love the oil cloth mm -hmm. um, fossil bags that have like the pattern sometimes. I've actually had some really good luck with fossil bags, but I would say when I first started in August of 2018, when I first started reselling, I feel like those first six months to that first year, Fossa was really hot. I feel like it's cooled off quite a bit. I still personally like it. Um, but yeah, I will pick it up. I will pick it up way before I would pick up Vera Bradley. Let me put it that way. Yeah, me too. I definitely pick up leather fossil bags. Um, mm -hmm. I won't pick up any of the cloth ones. It's just not my aesthetic for my closet. I feel like they don't move as well, but mm -hmm. a leather wallet or a leather crossbody or shoulder bag or something, I will pick it up. And they typically have a fairly high resale value. Um, you know, anywhere between like that 40 to even like $80 range, like somewhere in there. Um, yeah. I, I like feel like Fossil does pretty well. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Okay. The next one, I know that you have a purse by this brand, but the sack. That, do I? You do. You have a bag that you wore. It's a crossbody. Oh, that's wore it to the bins. <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. You're right. I wear it all the time. Um, I forgot it was the sack, but yeah, I do. I do. I guess, I guess I like it. 
You know, I don't, I don't think I have one in my closet, but I wear one. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I don't pick it up um, to resell, but I think their handbags are really pretty. They're actually nice. They're nice quality. When I think of like the old school sack, it was like that woven, that thick, thick, thick woven fabric. Yeah. Um, that was like their signature thing in the beginning and they've evolved. But um, yeah, if it was in really good condition and the right color, like the right circumstances, I like their bags. Like they do a good job, but I just don't see that they sell very well. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know what the resale is like on them because I've never picked it up to sell. But, um, you know, my mom has a couple of their purses. She really mm-hmm. likes them. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't really have an opinion on it. Um, I don't think the resale is probably great on it. It's similar to a fossil bag, maybe. I can kind of see those being in the same family. And I feel like another one on our list is is in that same family. I feel like three out of these. I might add a couple for us to talk about at the end, because I feel like three of these are pretty similar. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the next one is Coach. Lori, do you pick up Coach? It depends. Um, I I like all the responses to this is, well, it depends. Well, but I mean, I think that is, you know, for people who are maybe new, I feel like experienced people, they could fly through these questions, but I feel like new um, resellers, I think these are tough brands for a new reseller. Like maybe when I started, I thought that Vera Bradley, even though I didn't love it, might've been a great pick up and maybe it is for certain pe- for people still but you know what I mean I feel like this is almost like better for beginners this section but yeah, it also yeah. makes people think even if you're an experienced person like maybe somebody listening right now has great luck um like I actually think um my friend Rafaela does amazing with coach she loves coach and um she restores her bags and she like soaks them in the tub and she paints them like She's amazing what she does with her handbags and purses and just generally with her recycling of items. But coach bags, um, I like the old stuff. I like, give me old, soft, buttery coach bags any day. Love them. We'll pick them up. We'll wear them. I do not like C's. I don't like the signature even a little bit. Yeah, me too. I will only pick up coach, uh, vintage coach, the... um... The really like the 1950s, 1960s, even some of the 70s leather pieces. That's what I'll pick up. Sometimes the thrift marks it up a little bit, but I'm okay with it because the return on it is typically really good. They're super sought after and Coach is actually coming out or they have come out with it, the modern version of their vintage bags, which I think is yes. Great. But they're so expensive. They're like four or five, six hundred dollars. It's kind of crazy. But this gets back to what I was saying earlier about um, designers going back to their roots. Like that's what made Coach, that's what put Coach on the maps, on the map were those types of bags. And then you fast forward to like the late 90s, early 2000s, and then Coach outlets were everywhere and every like 15 year old was wearing Coach. It used to be a bag that you were really proud to wear. Yeah, I remember when I bought my first Coach bag, it was with my own money. I was 16 years old. I saved up for it and it was like, one of those small little leather shoulder bags that had almost like a, a buckle. It looked like it had yes. a buckle on the front. So that was my yep. first coach bag. And I begged my mom to take me to the mall. And she was so mad that I was spending over $200 on this bag, but I wanted it. Like that was the bag I was going to buy for myself. And I kept that thing up until last year. I sold it last year in November. I liked it. I never wanted to get rid of it because it was- Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. I remember my first coach bag too, which is like, speaks to how big this brand was, I feel. And it's almost sad. I feel like what's happened to coach. Um, I was um, married 
and Jay, we were at the outlets in Maine. And at, at the time, the outlet didn't have like their own line. It was just yeah. like things from previous seasons. And I just got like a black bucket bag um, classic and loved it, loved it. I thought I was never going to use another bag the rest of my life. And um, funny enough, my mom carries it today. It's lasted. I mean, Jay and I are going to be married 25 years this year. And I think we were like newlyweds when he bought me that bag. It was $179 at the outlet. It was a huge splurge for us. And um, yeah, my mom has it now. So yeah, I, there's a big place in my heart for coach. I just feel like it's, it's been um, yeah, wounded. <laughs> I just don't, it, you know, but I do love classic coach stuff. I think that's a testament to the brand too and how well made it once was. And I think they're trying to go back into, like you said, the roots of the brand and, and creating those pieces again. I feel like when you walk into the coach, the outlet store, um, you, you're seeing way more leather, less of the canvas, less of the monograms, just a very classic look. And yeah, I like that's that. good. They're trying to rebrand like themselves, a lot of rebranding, and I think it's working for them. That's good because they, they really were something special back in the day. All right. The next one, Lucky Brand. I love Lucky Brand. I mean, I know there are so many people who have sworn it off, but I continue to sell a lot of it and I love their bags. So, yeah. Yes. I, like, I like the handbags too. I will pick up um, the handbags and I typically, I don't know if it's just been luck of the draw, but I typically found them in almost brand new condition or new with tag, which is very interesting to me. But um, I know a lot of people kind of shy away from it because you can find it at TJ Maxx and Marshalls, but Lucky Brand is, is a pretty good seller. Sorry, we just got invaded by like 12, 18 year old <laughs> girls. If you hear them in the background, I apologize. Um, yeah. Oh, and now Lulu's going to open the door and make it louder. I, I do like Lucky. I have this um, red, huge um, leather bag from Lucky that is like one of my favorites and it's like raw on the inside. It's not lined. And it has like a brown leather strap and it's just like big. It just, I feel like you can fit the world in it. So I tend to not wear it all the time. It's in my own personal collection, but um, it's like a really nice brick red, but I just love their vibe. I love, I love, I love Lucky Style in general. And um, I do love their bags a lot. I would pick them up. Me too. I would definitely pick them up. All right. What are the brands that you want to add to the list? I was thinking, what what brand was I was thinking of Bagolini. Do you pick up Bagolini? I do not, but I know that you do. Bagolini is, well, it's one of those things that I don't wear it, but I feel like it sells well. So for people who are shopping out there, I've had really good luck with Bagolini and as a reseller. And I think it's also a particularly great brand because it's like nylon. They're like travel-y style bags. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because they're so lightweight, you can pick them up for like, little money at the bins and I think they're like an under like I don't think any I don't think they get marked up at the stores ever so I feel like they're typically a cheap pickup where some people I feel like a lot of the thrift stores know Vera Bradley and even if you loved Vera Bradley and wanted to pick it up I feel like a lot of the time they mark it up because they think it's a big brand yeah. and I feel the same way about coach like I feel like I could do better on a bagolini bag and I do I feel like I flip them faster or a lucky bag than certain coach bags. Um, and I think that the thrift stores do not mark up Bagolini. That's the reason why I want to mention it because it's lightweight for the bins and it's usually cheap at the thrift. I actually have two more that I think we should add. One okay. being Cole Haan. I will pick up Cole Haan. 
I freaking love Cole Haan. Like I am a diehard. I just, it is very rare that I pick up a Cole Haan piece and don't feel like it's beautifully made, beautifully designed and classic. Their shoes, their handbags, their coat. Like I just, I love the brand. Yeah, it's it's a really, really nice uh, brand. The leather is very soft. I mean, everything about it, it's a really great brand. And typically the prices aren't too bad at the thrift store when it comes to Cole Haan. So um, I definitely do pick up Cole Haan. And the other brand I was thinking of was maybe some of you guys haven't heard of it, but Furla bags. Um, you can find Furla at TJ Maxx sometimes. But it is like a higher end. That's a great brand to mention because I do think that that's like, that's another brand that I feel is super great quality, but it's not really recognized too well in my experience in the resale world. Have yeah. you had luck with it? Um, so I have one Furla bag and it's a vintage piece. And that's why I picked it up because it's very unique. It's like a metallic um, olive green mixed with some gold tones in it. And it has like a brown um wooden detail piece on top it's very pretty uh cool. i like furla i don't have much experience selling it but if i find it at the right price i'm gonna pick it up because it is i don't know if you consider it luxury I don't yeah know. i don't i i mean i i honestly i can't even speak to it because i've never i've passed on a few pieces i've I've owned a Furla bag and I think it did come from TJ Maxx and it was beautiful, but I haven't come across enough to say, oh, well, I'll pick up this style, but not that. I, I feel like it's a well-made brand, but I don't know enough about it to say yay or nay because I haven't come across a lot of it. Yeah. I feel like if it's in really good condition and it's a unique piece, I would, I, I'll pick it up. And I, and I think it's a good brand to, ex, to uh, experiment with. Uh, I also think that to me is another good brand that people should be aware of if they don't know, kind of similar to the Bagalini where it can be a travel bag, uh, but it's a higher end. Yes. And um, I actually bought Jay a Tumi bag for Christmas and I bought it. We were at Copley right after Christmas and um, paid like $500 for it. And it was on sale and it was like one of the best things I've ever bought. Like if you knew my husband, he could not be more low maintenance if he tried. And I kept saying to him, you should have a nice bag for work. He had kind of like a beat up leather messenger bag that I bought him like at Kohl's like 10 years ago right. and it was bulky. And I'm like, you just should have like a professional bag. And I went in and he didn't even know I was there. He was like waiting with his parents for like the car. We were at the Marriott in Boston and I ran up to the store after Christmas and I picked it up for him and it's so beautiful. And now I feel like I'm on high alert for Toomey. It was a brand I never looked for or paid attention to. And I had heard some resellers like, oh my gosh, I found a Toomey bag at the bins and like it registered with me, but it was maybe because it's associated more with career and professional. It was never a bag that I would look out for myself. Um, but man, is it beautiful and he loves it so much. And now I am constantly in the luggage section looking for it. Yeah. And I've never found it. I sold it to me bag. I found it at Savers. I wanted, it was either $3.99 or $4.99 and I sold it for $85 and it did have a couple of wear marks on it, but to me has a big following. So Huge if, following. If you find mm -hmm. it, it's definitely worth the pickup. Um, yeah, it's T-U-M-I for those of you who may not know it yet. Yeah, the one that I picked up was a nylon travel type bag. So um, people love it. It's definitely a brand to look for. Then, you know, yeah, the, those are great ones. 
there's always the the Gucci, the Chanel, the Louis Vuitton, you know, all that stuff. That Those you- are easy yeses, though. Those yeah. aren't really Those- for this segment. <laughs> no, not at all, which is why none of that's included in here, because if you find a Chanel bag, yes, you and should. And you don't buy it, we'll be mad at you yes, if it's the right price. I, I am dreaming of the day that I find a Chanel bag and I keep for myself. Like, that will never oh be sold. I'll put the vibes out there for you, Daniela. Oh, man, I don't even know what I would, I would probably start crying if I found a Chanel bag. That is like my dream <laughs> is to own a Chanel quilted handbag. Classic. Oh my mm. God, yes. I want one so bad. But even on the real real, they're like over $1,000. Really? Oh yeah. I want the big one, you know, like the one that I can actually do stuff with. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Oh, I don't, well, I hope you get that. You'll get it someday. Someday. It's on my list. Someday. Like, I could care less about Louis Vuitton. It's cool, but, like, Chanel is is deep, deep. That's that classic girl in you, that yes. classic, yep, I can see you with a Chanel. Oh, I need a Chanel. All right. All right. All right, guys. I hope you guys liked this. It's a little different. You know, we thought it would be nice to share our thoughts with you on all these different trends that are going out there to help you in your sourcing days. Oh, it's fun. I think it's a different aspect of sourcing and shopping for us because we being resellers, we kind of are getting like last season stuff. And I think it's important to focus on what's relevant right now and see how we can hunt for it. Because I think with reselling, we're always finding stuff from previous seasons. So it might, it's nice to try to get ahead of the trend. Yes, I agree. So uh, yeah, guys, until next time. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it so much. Everyone have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.